The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Go get a cup of coffee in here, please. right sunshine just put on a big pot of strong coffee and get ready to type your little hate mail with your opinions about kumbaya and flat earth insanity stand-up comedy you want stand-up comedy well we got well we've got sit-down comedy it's time for coffee with a dog you make me laugh I don't like to laugh, but I'm, I don't even care about comedy. I don't like comedy. I don't even want to be here. You get job and shove it. I really, I'm not the most safe. But, um, I'm here. Family. Now, the thing, the thing is unstable. Maybe I can try with another thing. We're going to try with this thing, but I'm not going to keep going with that thing if the thing doesn't work the way the thing should work. That's the problem, but I'm not in a good mood about it at all. I'm not happy. Dear care, good morning. It is Thursday, which is trash day here. Uh, I think I have a bad internet connection, and I think it's because of this damn Chrome browser that makes me angry. So I'm going to switch to Firefox and see if that helps. Um, I I know you don't care about that stuff. Why would you care what I care about browsers and connections? You don't care. And I don't blame you for not caring. I wouldn't care if I were you. Uh, watch. I'm going to go away for a second. Watch. Here I go away for a second. No. But back for a second. Oh, now I'm doubling. Here, turn that one off. Leave to put myself in there. See, that's important. I should always put myself in there. No, I'm not happy. See, uh, I wasn't going to do a show today, uh, but then Robert Taylor uh, contacted me and said, you want me to come on early? I said, yeah, you know what? Guy? He, he, Robert had a show last night. We should hear about uh, how his show went last night. Robert is a steady contributor to the program. We like to keep uh, promoting what they're doing and keep up with them. And I figured I'd do a short one here. Uh, I'm burnt out. We have, I have reached, uh, in a very short time, 1500 episodes. Now 402, this is 402 of this one. There are 1100 of the evening program. Well, 1100 of the Mind Dog TV podcast, which was done afternoons and evenings. 1100 of those and 400 of these in a very short time. That's about, and almost averaging about two hours. Um, 
you do the math, that's 3,000 hours of content. And I'm a little burnt out. And I just like, you know what? I'm going to take a day off. I'm going to take two days off. But uh, what am I going to do? I'm going to get up and drink coffee anyway and just bitch and moan about the day. Anyway, today is Thursday, June 22nd, 2023. It's still, it's the second day of summer, and it still feels kind of like the second day of spring. Not quite summery out here. Uh, I know a lot of my friends and bands are panicking that they're losing gigs and well, panicking, upset that they're losing gigs, beach weather gigs, uh, not beach weather gigs, but outdoor gigs on the beach when the weather's like this. No fun. Got to have faith. Keep the faith, though. It's going to get sooner or later. Summer will pop probably later. Uh, but so yeah, but a grumpy mood it happens and I, I'm kind of burnt out. You knew that. I was always burnt out. Listen, if I were ever in a sub at the bottom of the ocean, panicking because I was running out of oxygen, the one thing that would sustain me is knowing that everybody up here is laughing at me and making jokes about my situation. That's what I would get get me through. I can't imagine the panic and shit that must. And listen, I'm not <laughs> I'm not on a high horse here complaining that people shouldn't use humor to deal with this stuff and make jokes about it. You make jokes all you want. I'm just saying it's got to be weird knowing to be down there ready to kill the other guys in there so I could have a little more air. <laughs> um, it, it's got to be to that point where I'm ready to murder the guys I'm stuck with just so I can survive. And people, you know, you're getting all these ridiculous uh, analysts on social media and, and stuff saying, well, it must be getting really uncomfortable down there. <laughs> really uncomfortable. <laughs> really uncomfortable. It is psycho. If they're alive, if they're in there alive, it's psycho time. It's it's beyond psychopath time. It's, it's uh, shh, don't fucking talk, man. I'll fucking bite your fucking face off right now. That's what time it is. Don't even fucking look at me. If you fart, I will murder you. That's what it is. Um, so to, to think, but knowing that being down there and knowing that everybody up here is enjoying knowing how much they're suffering down there, that would sustain me. Imagine people up here fucking laughing. Imagine any time bad shit happens to you. There's somebody, if the people uh, who know about it are giggling. <laughs> They're stuck at the bottom of the ocean. Now. Let's make jokes about it. <laughs> Man, we're crazy. People, it just shows you how fucked up humanity is. And again, I'm not on my high horse. I, I posted Yellow Submarine yesterday. Too soon? Now, we make jokes about the Titanic because it happened over 100 years ago. And then there's no sensitivity there. But while if, while it's happening, and the odd thing here is these guys are super rich, and that's why some people are happy about it, like because they're billionaires. Well, they are greedy fucks. Nobody, you know, I would never be a billionaire. Even if I could be a billionaire, I would never be a billionaire. I don't need that much money. Um, and... 
you know, nobody really needs that money. So to say they're greedy bastards, yeah, they are. But, you know, I don't care how greedy you are or because we all we all fall short of perfection, man. Greed is just another pitfall on the uh, the road of life's uh, imperfections, I guess. And so they got theirs and we got ours and all that stuff. So I don't I don't think being rich, being because you're greedy or whatever, <laughs> you deserve to um, that feel that kind of fate. Now, what's worse? I, I I'm taking I'm taking myself back to my very first public access public access. See, I'm still fucking asleep. Public access TV show I did in the eighties. Uh, and the subject was death and dying. It was trying to make fun of death and dying and talking about the ways people would like to die. And a man on the street interviews, how would you like to die? What's the best way to die? What's the worst way to die? That kind of stuff. This has got to be on top. My allergies are killing me again. I'm sorry about that. Uh, this has got to be the top of the worst ways you could possibly die. It's suffocating at the bottom of the ocean with a bunch of stuck-up rich asshole. Imagine being caught in that. Now, my son and I once had a conversation about, because we were watching uh, a show on television, I think it was, um, escaping Hitler, finding Hitler, and Hitler's escape (laughs) to South America, supposed escape to South America, they were claiming he did it in a German U-boat and uh, took two weeks to get, according to this theory. Now, I don't, I'm, you know, none of this stuff is probably true at all. But the theory was that he escaped to South America in a German U-boat. Now, German U-boats were not, I'm sure this little tiny submersible that these four guys are stuck in is far more comfortable than a German U-boat. Those were cold, dark, damp. This was the beginning of submarines. Uh, You you can go back to the Merrimack and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it was not a modern submarine. It was German U-boats were cold, damp, dark. And Hitler was not a nice guy. (laughs) Is that the understatement of the year? Hitler was not a nice guy. You wouldn't want to hang out with. Nobody would want to really hang out with Hitler. Uh, even take all the Jew killing, all the uh, you know genocide, all that stuff out of the equation. You still would never want to hang out with Hitler. <laughs> he was just not a cool dude. But besides being a total dick, <laughs> he was a meth head and a and cocaine head at the same time. So imagine yourself being the captain of this U-boat, taking him two weeks under cold, damp, dark conditions in a German U-boat with Hitler on meth and cocaine. The nightmare that that would be, I'm sure is not much different. Uh <laughs> Good morning, Ian. Ian says he fled to Antarctica. No, there is no Antarctica. Uh, It's just a seawall that surrounds the flat earth. There's no such thing as Antarctica. It's just a flat earth and there's a seawall and they're lying to you. Antarctica doesn't exist. It just doesn't exist. Uh, I don't want to go on that whole stupid 
I'm a, obviously I'm being stupid here. It's morning and I have not slept well. <laughs> but so uh, the other part of this whole thing with these guys in the sub uh, is that apparently they weren't willing or the CEO was told that the windows would not stand the pressure of, you know, deep ocean depths and didn't want to spend an extra $1,200. Billionaires, they want to spend the extra $1,200 on a safety precaution, you know, uh, tougher glass or whatever it is, windows. At least these guys have a window to look at. Oh, look, fish. Oh, I'm dying. Um, <laughs> but skimping out on precautions, you know, safety precautions for $1,200 when you have billions, that seems very stupid and short-sighted. I mean, I don't want to say they deserve to die. I don't want to say that. But there's a part in the back of my head that is thinking that, I promise you. Uh, didn't somebody say, hey, well, make sure this thing is safe before we go down there. We have enough money between the four of us billionaires to make sure it's safe. Nah, $1,200, you know, that buys a lot of, what does it buy a lot of? It buys a lot of shit. I don't know. It's just insane. But the jokes range from terrible, not because they're without heart or mean or they just suck they're really bad jokes i mean it has brought out the worst joke writers ever uh you know i'm sure you've seen them and i don't have to go find them and show the examples of them but they're just not funny you know i don't mind people making jokes about tragedy that's how we deal with tragedy but it's just the, it's like the worst fucking joke you could ever imagine. Uh, like, I got a sinking feeling about the sub. Really? That's, that's, that's your uh, entry into the comedy contest? It's just, um, it's, it's pretty bizarre, if you ask me. Uh, and pretty lame and pretty weak. If you're going to do it, do it right. That's all I want to say about that. Um, Robert Taylor is supposed to be here soon. I don't know when he's going to be here. Talk about his gig in Dallas last night. Uh, Dallas is an odd town. It, it really, you know what? Uh, some of the best, um, uh, some of the best pussy I ever had in my life. My wife listening. Um, some of. The- <laughs> Some of the best pussy I ever had in my life was in Dallas. Uh, no, you're not in the studio waiting, Robert. No, you're not. I'm in the studio, and you're not there. I see you're not there. Did I send you the wrong link? I'm sending you another uh, link. Maybe I sent you the wrong link. I don't know what happened there, man. Uh, hold on one second while I wake up here. I'm still asleep, man. I am still out of it asleep. Let's see. I'm on uh, fart book here. Let me see. I'm going to send a link there. 
is that one. Now, if I click it, I'm just seeing if it takes me to the back end of the studio. I'm just, I'm all flood-dangled here. Yeah, so that puts me in the back end. Ooh, uh, I got to leave that. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the link I just sent in Facebook is the right link. I don't know. I don't know why it's not working for you. Oh, there you are. Anyway, now I don't play his intro music. Maybe this will wake me up. I'm going to play uh, the uh, thank you for your service. Look, let's see how asleep I am. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can't. I'm not saluting you today because I can't get my hand. I got, I got, I got. I got you. How? Uh, where are you? That's a nice uh, little room you're in there. You're in Dallas. Oh yeah, technical difficulties. Oh. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? God damn it! Can't hear me. Oh, this is good. Anyway. I'm gonna, I'll do sign language. Is this clear into my fucking... Uh, I can hear you. That Bluetooth where you can hear me through this? Or... Yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Yes, I can hear you. I yes. can't hear. I don't hear anything. Uh, well, tell them to just turn on the regular speakers. Oh, I I, I'll, put this, I'll put this on in the chat room. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm at... You can hear me? <laughs> oh. Okay. That's a delay. Huh? One, two, three. Chesting, chesting. chesting. One, two, three. No? No? Can you turn regular speakers look at, on? Look at the private chat. Look at the private chat. Uh, who's that guy? Who's that guy? There's a guy there. That's a delay. Oh. Hey, guy. Try using... Look look, look in the private chat. Look, um, How do I tell them look in the private chat, people? Anybody help, help me out? Oh, do it here. Yeah, hang on a second. We're working it out. Yeah, right. Right. Regular. That's my IP Might get guy. feedback. No. Fuck. Uh, not using Bluetooth. Like just plug it in. Oh well, we were on a roll there. I don't know what the hell I was. I was talking about it's something anyway. Private chat. But I don't know. Who's it? Who's this guy? Edit mic set. No mute. No mute. Get back to where you were. Fuck. He doesn't know that he's on TV right now. Where's your TV? Hello. Where's your thing? Did it come off here? Go back down. Checking it a one, two, three. Checking the one. No. No. Hello. Yes, me. Oh, this is fun. Try using regular speakers. 
Yes. Well, it gives me a chance to drink some coffee and and talk. Listen, uh, since uh, if Robin hey, can man. hear us, do you throw it up on the TV? It's the, I have to have speakers no. to talk in here. It has nothing to do with. There's something going on here. We're just. I can hear you. Not. If you can't hear me, oh, oh, look at that. Right? It was a minute ago when I did the mic check. It was working. Um. <laughs> Uh, this next guy up to the stage doesn't oh, know how to work the mic, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Audio. Oh. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Look, look can you hear me? You no, fall, you can't. Uh, I can hear you. That's right. Uh, everybody's oh, dead. Everybody's dead. Hey, can you hear me? Check. Yeah, check, I can check, hear you. Check, check. I can hear you. Yes, I can. X, X out of it if that's not. You've got how, the settings. This I don't is, know what I don't know what's going on, man. <laughs> Read the chat. He's fucking telling me. Let's go. I, I can't. Need, I have to turn the phone off or so. Where's the fucking volume indicator? That's Wi-Fi. There should be a volume thing right, right there. Fuck. <laughs> um. This is a hell of a show here. Can, no, you can't. I can't see. fucking see. I can't no, see that can't. shit. No, 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 no. Fuck, man. No, no. Read the private chat. Oh. Turn the fucking Bluetooth off. Bluetooth might be fucking shit. I don't know. Read the private chat. Fuck my ass. Read the private chat. Look at Robert Kirsten. He doesn't usually curse a lot. This is good. We got Robert Kirsten. Here. Hey, hey, this, I can. One, two, three, checking the one. No, oh, now I'm hearing it. No, <laughs> on delay. Hello, you asked me. Oh, that's that's like three minutes ago, four minutes ago. Oh, this is fun. Try using regular speakers. There should be a fucking thing right there. Oh well, this is see, I appropriately named it. This is not right. Is the name of this show. Uh, give up. <laughs> um, this is a hell of a show here. Can, no, you can't. I can't fucking see. I can't see. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Read the private chat. Oh. Wait, listen. I'm, I'm listening now. Bluetooth might be fucking shit. <laughs> Read the private chat. Fuck my ass. Read the private chat. Look, you're Robert Kirsten. He doesn't usually curse a lot. It's good. We got Robert Kirsten. Wow. Hey, I can... One, two, three, checking the one. Robert, if you can hear me, try... Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Try on, undoing the Bluetooth and just use the regular speakers. Just pull all the Bluetooth out and just try using regular speakers. And turn that phone off or whatever you're watching in delay. Now... It's going to be oh, three well, minutes before he hears that message. I appropriately named it. This is not right, <laughs> is the name of this show. Uh, hold on, hold on. Um, hey, I'm going to try something else. Fuck yeah. No. I'm just taking care of some personal business here. I know this is not 
uh, entertaining at all. Or maybe it is entertaining. Maybe maybe it's like for you people at home who are suffering through this, or at home or wherever you are. Um, oh, I, I got that banner up there. I should take the banner off, trying something else. Um, this was like, uh, you're probably laughing like I'm stuck in a sub at the bottom of the ocean and you're just writing mean, horrible jokes about me uh, being out of air. I was just trying, <laughs> while I was, Robert was um, struggling with his audio there, I was just trying to take care of some booking business. Booking, because uh, I've been... Um, Put, you know, try to book myself now because the band, Mikey, my partner, he plays it off like, uh, okay, it's just waiting for, it's just waiting for the right opportunities to book the band. He, he usually handles all the band bookings, but I know, oh, Robert's there again. Let me see. Uh, uh, you there? Can you hear? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Uh, let me explain real quick. I'm on my phone now. I know. I, I I forgot my laptop when I came to Dallas. I'm using I'm using my friend's laptop. I'm staying with in Dallas, and for whatever reason, I can't get sound. So I was just, I should have gone through the phone in the first place. Yeah, it's no big deal. Listen, you, that's your friend. What's his name? Dave Reno. Dave, well, Dave is now uh, he's been seen by billions of people all over the world. He's his face is well is yeah. well recognized now. Yeah, he's a star. Yeah. <laughs> He was in the Marines with me. Wow! So he curses a lot too, because we call, see you don't usually curse a lot. And oh, I then... do, but I do, but <laughs> yeah. not on stage. But I, I cuss. Yeah. How was Dallas? I'm still here. It was good, man. I had probably the best set I had. It, it was the lineup was loaded. The room looked amazing. It was, yeah, it was. They had a big crowd. And the lineup was loaded. Though. That's the that's the strongest lineup I've been in yet. Really? But you could. You, I, I was telling someone last night. You can't. You're only uh, as good as your next show because you can't say, "Oh man, I did such and such last week," because different people show up every week, and you have a different audience, and the yeah. judges the judges might be in a different mood. Or uh, how 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 are you with that? Yeah, I mean, emotionally with that. Are you, you seem to be, just let it flow off your back like uh, water over a duck. Uh, well, I, yeah, I, well, I want to win. I want to whatever, but I don't, but I'm not, that's not what I'm in it for. I'm trying to get better, you know? Yeah, I know, but I'm, I'm talking about, because me, if one one bad gig will get me down for weeks. And, and oh, then, yeah, if I have a, if I have a shit show, like, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be thinking about it, I'll, like, uh, um, like right after the show, well, they, the good thing is, uh, if we hang out with them, I, we get feedback right after the show. So I know, I know a lot of the stuff I need to correct. So I'll always start working on that, writing stuff down. Um, yeah, until I, like, it'll be, I'll be thinking about it until I know what I need to do to correct it. How many points do you need to get to Boston? You, you don't know. You don't know how many points you have. You don't know how many you need. You don't know. It, that's that's what's crazy is you don't know where you're ranked. You don't know anything. So, wow. but here's what um, for Boston. They just posted a list yesterday or Monday, and so what happens is I wasn't on the initial list. But I wasn't on the initial list for these either. 
and and so they offered it. What they post a list, and the people who are on the list have like 24 hours, and then they lose their spot if they don't confirm. And then they post it. They just do roll down, and they just keep going down until they get the next person in line. So I, it could be this weekend, and I could get an email saying, "Hey, you got a spot, you know, if you want it or whatever." So. What's the next city? Isn't it Boston? Oh, Boston is the next one. So, yeah, okay. but it's not. But it's not until July seventh. Yeah, it's it's not until like two or three weeks. Ah. Yeah. I thought I thought this thing was like uh, I thought Boston was probably in this. I don't know where I got this impression from. I was thinking Boston was later in the year, like October or something, and then they were going to keep doing this until you know build up until that big no, finale. No, the finale is in Vegas. Um, oh, oh, okay. I'm the main event. Now, <laughs> that that's later on in the year, right? That's the fall, September seventeenth, okay, September seventeenth or twenty. Um, Boston. Is in three, two or three weeks, and then Detroit, and then that's the last. That's it. Did you tape your set last night? You can't tape. They don't let you tape. What they do oh, is, man. no, they sent no. They'll sit. They do it for you. They do a professional, one oh. for you, but you don't get it for four weeks. <laughs> that's and, okay. But see, usually what I'll do too is, I'll watch the set, and then I can start making corrections. But they get, he, I'm uh, one guy, Jason. He's the vice president. He takes notes, like pages of notes on everybody during the show. And then he he gives them to you, you know, afterwards. He'll tell you exactly. Like he, he did uh, last week we went over and I corrected the stuff he told me. And it all worked. And then after last night, he had like two or three things. He's like, yeah, you corrected everything. Everything worked. He said, here's, a, here's like two or three things that'll tighten it up even more. So I've already corrected like two of the three already. So Wow. Yeah, uh, that's interesting because I would I don't think I'd be all that. You know, you could tell me what I need to correct, but I, there's a stubborn part of me that, that would think I know better. Well, yeah, until <laughs> until you did it and it worked. Yeah, you yeah. know, even then, but even then, I'm so stupid. I know I'm, I know me. I just be reluctant and, and well, also too the the feedback that he's given me is specific to me being in this contest or whatever. All so right. I know that if I make the corrections, he's telling me it's going to work because that's what he's looking for. He, he remembers, they, they remember what you did the last time. They have notes and stuff. Right. So it, it helps me in this. Uh, yeah. If I was doing a show somewhere else, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be worried, but, but after he did the last, we did the last show and I did that show last weekend. I did it with the corrections. They told me, and it worked. The corrections he gave me worked. Uh, yeah. Is he? Is he? Uh, what's his name? This is the guy who runs the thing, right? No, Joe gives feedback too. Joe Lowers, uh, he's the president. He gives feedback too, but Jason takes pages of notes. And J Jason Rowland, he's a Canadian guy, but he actually runs a a comedy uh, school kind of at, where you go for like six weeks, and that's all he does is he takes your videos. And he breaks them down and gives you feedback and you do other stuff like that. I'm not in that, but uh, that's his background. And he's been, he used to run comedy. He used to run a comedy club and he booked for the comedy club for like 10 years. So that's what he's basing every, this whole thing. The whole big objective of this thing is to identify or to help you learn what it takes to be a feature. 
right, to be a feature comedian. And so that's what they're always gearing towards is helping you improve towards that. And that's what the bookers come for. And they're looking, even though you're only doing five minutes or seven minutes or 10 minutes, they're trying to judge based on that, that short set. If they think that you can do 20 minutes, you know, yeah. uh, I got, um, uh, <clears throat> I'll come back to the comedy school thing. Cause I want to talk about that. But, uh, did anybody do any really lame, any jokes at all, but I'm thinking lame jokes about the sub, at the bottom of the ocean last night. Well, to be honest with you, I didn't listen to anybody. I went out into the lobby. Oh, okay. And then, and then I came back in about two or three people before I was supposed to go up. Some people didn't show up and they canceled late. So there was a guy on stage and I thought he was two people before me. And I was sitting there with my sweatshirt and stuff on. And I looked over on the ramp where you go up on stage and nobody was there. And I'm like, what? And so just for, I'll start panicking. So I took my sweatshirt off. I started walking over there and he said, Oh, our next comic. And he said, Oh, from Lexington. And I knew it was me. I saw, I saw, I ran up the ramp to get up there. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't, I only listened to like two or three people, you know? So, um, the, the, <laughs> the sub at the bottom of the, I was started with talking about I heard, that. Yeah, I heard, I saw, I, so I don't know. Did it, hang on a second. I asked Dave, did anybody do jokes about that sub? No. He said, no. Good. I mean, cause I don't want, you know, I'm, I'm not one of these people who's like on a high horse. You can't do jokes about tragedy. I mean, even in the moment, it's never too soon to kind of relieve some tension about a tragedy with humor. If I but, had one, if I had one, I would have done no, it in a different show, but here's the one thing they, they harp on. They want to see you do the same material all right? because they want to see you working on the same material and making it better and stuff. So if I had thrown something in there like that, he would have told that's what would have been in the feedback. He's like, why did you why did you throw that joke in there and not, you know? Right. So, yeah. So, I, but I, yeah. If, but if, if I would have had a joke and I would have been in a different show, I would have done it. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, uh, but everybody who's doing them, the, the worst jokes in the world, this is my, my, my problem with it. It's not that they're, it, it, they're being harsh or cruel or mean about people at the bottom of the ocean. It's that their jokes suck. I yeah. mean, it, I want uh, the one that sticks in my mind that was so bad is that I got a sinking feeling about this sub. Like, yeah. Come on, come on! That's yeah. you call that comedy writing? Yeah. <laughs> we talked about it afterwards, but we, nobody. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, it's almost like you're playing a game in this competition. Like you're just trying to, you're just trying to do whatever you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. To meet their to meet their criteria. Or whatever, but the crowd was real good last night. That's the biggest crowd that we had. A lot of cowboy hats. I think there was one or two, but not a lot. <laughs> well, then Dallas is changing for the better. Um, you know, that's interesting that they do that. They and I think it's a good thing that they are. It's it's a different uh, kind of uh, competition that they make you do the same material and work on it and perfect it. And I think that's probably a. Uh, a really good way to go. I don't think any, no other competition that I've ever heard of does that. Like a week to week, they want to see you perfecting and getting better at the same material rather than trying to impress them with well, new material. And also, too, they'll tell you if it's your, when, it, like, we have a meeting before every show, and there's sometimes there's people who haven't done it yet, and he'll say, he'll say, you know, if you make it to the next round, we want to see you do the same material. 
Right. Wow. And, and if you do seven minutes, you just got to add two more minutes of material, but then they'll give you feedback on that. Uh, but he, he harps on that. He says, he says, because the, there's going to be uh, bookers there and they want to, they want to see consistency, you know, that, because that's what you do in a club. If you're doing two or three nights in a row in a club, they don't want you to have, you know, doing your good material that works one night and then you're feeling cocky and you come in the next night and say, Oh, I'm going to do crowd work tonight. And you know, and it doesn't work. Right. So you have to be you have to be consistent and you have to be predictable. Right. Yeah. But if they put you on that stage, they don't want you going rogue on them or, you know. But uh, I remember Jackie telling me about the early days with Richie, Richard Jenny. Yeah. And and Richard Jenny would come in and do three different full hours. hours. Yeah. 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 So that's that's impressive. But I mean, that's a whole other level when you get to that. I mean, then he was he was just really a comic genius in my mind. I mean, like if I was at a club and I was featuring where I was doing like 20 minutes, I could do three different 20 minutes in three different nights. Right. But it wouldn't be all equally as good. Right. You know, it wouldn't be my best 20 minutes. It'd only be my best 20 minutes one night. Yeah. Is it brutally hot in Dallas right now? Oh, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We had a big thunderstorm yesterday, so it cooled down to like 90, you know, But yeah, it was a, uh, it was cold in that club last night. Oh, uh, uh, air conditioning, uh, like blasting, like really cold. I, that's kind of cool. I like that one. They do I, that it, on purpose. I they know. Do, Letterman yeah. used to do that. His studio would be so fucking cold. No so you don't what. fall asleep and, it, and lose and lose your focus or whatever. Plus, you don't you don't see the guy sweat. You know because yeah, I I do sweat on stage, especially. Uh, when uh, in the first couple of minutes, if I if I get the feeling that uh, you know this is, crowd is not for me and I got to work on this crowd, they're not really you know for me. I will start to sweat a little bit. And I, 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 I sweat. I, yeah, I sweat too. Um, I had sweat last night though. I had that sweatshirt on until like right before I went up. Man, it's like I almost forgot to take it off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so did you make it to the next round with this or, or not? No, I didn't make it. No. It's wow. weird too because uh, last week one of the one of the comics that was in the show last week she didn't even make it. Actually, she didn't she didn't make it top three, but one of the guys can't go tonight, so it rolled down to the fourth person supposedly, and she got that slot. But she wasn't. She, last week in Minnesota when I made it up, she didn't even make. She wasn't even on the list. Now can you, you know, get your? Can you get your friend there to call one of the other comedians? That, like, this is Doc, this is Doctor Willoughby. Uh, we have your wife and kids. They're both in the hospital. You need to come home immediately, and then you get a spot. Yeah, she's from New York. <laughs> the, the girl was from New York, but that just shows you. I was talking to somebody. I was talking to her actually last night. That just goes to show you. It doesn't matter what you did last week. It's a it, once you every week is different, you know. So you. Uh, just because, because actually, one of the guy who won last night, last week he didn't advance. Wow! Yeah, so that just shows you you can you can be, it it can hit with the audience differently or, um, different crowd reaction. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. last night though, last night's lineup was way stronger than the other two I went to. It it was way deeper. You know, there was only one or two. You know kind of weak ones in it or whatever so are you going to go to boston or not do you have if i if i get a spot i don't yeah. I, I won't know until 
Okay. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. You want I want to come back to the, the school question I have because this is something I don't know why I got on this a couple of days ago. I have a friend who's been running a comedy stand up comedy classes for 20 years. I know one of his students who has done really well. He's uh, a full time working comedian, does nothing but comedy, travels up and down the East Coast, has been in a couple of movies and television shows, well established, has a family that he supports. Only through comedy, a wife and two kids bought a house in a nice area. That's one of the graduates in 20 years that I know yeah. about. I'm just, do you know anybody who's gone to stand up comedy school and, and like may become a big success at it, other than the one guy that I know? <laughs> well, um, if I off the top of my head, I can't tell you now. I could if I had went back and checked it out. This one guy I did a consultation with one time. He, it's uh, Steve North. He wrote the book, How to Kill in Comedy. He was, he's been on my show, yes. Well, I did a thing with Steve one time, and it helped me a lot, man. Uh, actually, he helped me with my like my stage presence and stuff. But uh, he's worked with a lot of people, big names. I, I remember, and I was trying to remember some of the names last night. And I, I uh, Off the top of my head. I got to go back and yeah, watch that I, I, I can't, I can't. I, when I was talking to him and stuff, because I, 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 I read the book, and he was, t he was saying some of the names of the people that he had with helped. The, they couldn't break through and stuff like that. They um, were talking from like the seventies and eighties. Yeah, eighties and, 80s and, and, and stuff not, like nobody, that, yeah. nobody in the in the recent history of the yeah, <laughs> pro, yeah, that I, I think of or whatever. But he, uh, yeah, he runs it out of the Comedy Chateau in Hollywood, right. Yeah, but he gets people in there. But I, I have to say, that book that he has, I've read all the books, man. How to Kill book, in Comedy is his I've, book. That's, I've gotten more out of that book. I will. I use it as a reference. Like when I'm writing jokes, sometimes I'll go back and look at how the structures that he has in there. You know, because I, like I did one about a, 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 three or four weeks ago. I, there was this joke I had. It was just a one line. It was part of another joke. I actually turned it into about a two-minute bit using i went back and i was like god it's got to be a different way i can write this and there's one he has called tmi too much information and i turned it into a tmi joke and it worked like the first time i did it i just gotta go clean it up i i, I gotta practice this more before i could actually do it in a show but it worked you know and i, yeah. I and so anytime like new comics will say oh you recommend books or whatever a lot of people say the comedy bible and all that i got i read all those books man but his is like a uh, it's easy to read and stuff, it, you know, but yeah, he's the only person I can think of. Yeah. You know, cause the reason I started thinking about it was because it's become a cottage industry. Now there are so many people offering stand up comedy classes and okay. Uh, Steve North might, uh, be one, might be an exception, uh, that actually has, um, people who've actually graduated from his class and, and really gone on. And I'm not trying to bash anybody. I'm just trying to understand, is it worth it? Because there are so many of these now that they're all over the place and people yeah. are paying big money. It, and I guess, I guess it would depend on who it is and what you get out of it. I would think that the ones that are in person and like, if it's at some, they, I, I know, uh, up at Governor's, they have somebody has one up there. Cause I remember watching. Yeah. That's what I, I was talking about. I, I went on. Yeah. I went on, uh, <laughs> I was on YouTube and I found a, uh, it was like the graduation show of uh, not too long ago where they do five minutes or something like that. Right. And 
they're up there with their notes doing five minutes, all their friends are there. But I'm, I mean, if you were, um, what's the guy's name that uh, you were the talking who, about? The, the two guys who run it are uh, Rich Walker and Peter Bales. But the no. guy who, the guy who graduated and did really well uh, 20 years ago was, was Chris Monty. Chris Monty's been in films with Kevin James. He's been on te- on Chris, on uh, television. With, yeah, yeah. With those kinds. No, of what stuff. I was going to ask you was, um, a few weeks back you had mentioned that you you might have had a new sponsor or something like that. What oh, the guy? Barry Katz. Uh, Barry Katz. Yeah, Barry Katz does it. He has like a uh, he does the. I don't know if it's called a school or whatever, but he does the same thing. Where they... Yeah, he, he's doing like an online course now. Yeah. And I'm going to get him on really soon. Yeah, right? I mean, I guess you could get – I don't like doing Zoom stuff. I don't like – when I did it with Steve North, he actually had me do – it was during COVID, and he had me do – he's had me telling him jokes on Zoom and freaking – you know, there's like a delay. And all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't really like that. But it's like anything, man. You know, it's like uh, say if for some reason – guitar blew up this week and everybody wanted to start playing guitar you know guitar was a thing then you'd see guitar schools popping up everywhere right you know and yeah. they, and that's what happened with comedy again is at and covid it blew up because people were watching it because they couldn't do anything and go anywhere so now there's all these people that want to be comics so if there's people that want to be comics then they're going to take advantage of it and they're going to like oh well, I'm, i can i'm a comedy teacher i got a comedy school or yeah you know, and well, there was a big difference between being able to do and being able to teach. I know that because some of the best virtuoso uh, musicians are terrible teachers, and some of the best teachers are not great performers. Well, and most of these people running these comedy schools are people you never heard of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't mean they can't teach you how to do it. Like Jason, I don't know if he's ever done stand up, but he ran the clubs and booked people. And if you sit there and listen to him giving feedback, man. He, he he and the stuff he comes up with is stuff like you'd never think of. I appreciate a guy who's run the business as much as I appreciate somebody who's who's. You should probably get you should probably get him on there. I'll talk to him tonight. You yeah, because he did. I saw him on someone's podcast a couple of weeks ago. It was a comic that did the World Series, and she started her own podcast. And yeah, he talks about all that stuff. He, he talks about. A lot of stuff that if some uh, it would help somebody if they just watched the podcast of him talking about what they look for as bookers and and uh, that stuff, man. But yeah, you're right. There's not a. I'm just curious because I'm gonna uh, the the club that I'm working with up here, Sticks and Stones. They're starting with a um, an improv class. I'm gonna take that because, not for any other use than I think it could come in handy in any situation. It'll help you on the show. It'll help you on the show just yeah. uh, when you're doing interviews. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they're thinking about possibly doing some stand up, some stand up comedy stuff. And I'm, where's the value? Who's teaching it? And is it because you don't do class to me? It, it feels bad if you're just doing something because you feel like it, you have to do it as part of the road. We have a club here. We need to have yeah, how many clubs? Yeah, a lot of clubs do that just to make money. Right. Yeah. I, and I'm not for that. I mean, if you're going to do it with really be serious about it with the intent of helping people start their careers, you got to focus on that and, and put a passion into, uh, you, got, you know. Well, that's what I'm telling you, man. If, if you do actually get to go out to Vegas or whatever for the main event and you see these guys, you'll see they're – I mean, they're legit. They're like, they're always trying to work with bookers for, for everybody. They're comics that are into their, 
World Series and stuff, trying to help you out. And I mean, I can message, I can email or message Jason now and yeah. ask, him, and he'll be right. He'll give me feedback on, yeah, or whatever. I have access, and that's cool. That see, I like that. That this follow up and all that stuff, and 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 all that good stuff. Now, Barry Katz, I'm just thinking because the other day he was talking about how he he was working with Bert Kreischer. Now. That's a bad person to pick. No, no, don't use him as a reference. I know. <laughs> don't use him as a reference. I know. I was just thinking. Like, I mean, a bird is successful, but not. Uh, you know, I know he's it's not. A, he's not a great stand-up. He's no. a he's a successful stand-up. Yeah, he's, he's a, a successful stand-up, but it's not because of his comedy. No, it's because he's uh, very self-promotional and and understands how to get people. You know. He had Dave Attell on his podcast again last week. Oh. Yeah. See, All he does is spend – he just spends an hour and a half telling Dave how good he – how yeah, good Dave is or whatever like that. Yeah, and that's – you know, that's the other thing. Their, their podcast, Tom Segura and and, uh, and Bert's podcast are really good. They are terrible hosts, <laughs> both of them. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, you could see where Quentin Tarantino was – he wanted to – you slap Tom. Oh, because he didn't read the book. Yeah, because he didn't read the book. Yeah, he was oh, a con he was commenting on the book and he didn't even read the damn thing. Right, right. Yeah, and, and Quentin was definitely a little. Uh, he wasn't happy about it. it. No. He's a he's a big comedy fan. He goes yeah. to the comedy store all the time. All right, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Um, hey, go ahead. No, I'm just saying maybe you get him on the show. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. You know, believe me, I'm. I. Reached out to a bunch of uh, yeah, I know. publicists yesterday to get some some bigger name people on the program, and I'm definitely like I I'm lazy I because I do the show and then at the end of it it there's work to be done in booking well, new shows was, and all that. I was just talking to Dave yesterday. I was sitting here loading up all my YouTube short videos for this week again, and I was telling talking about you know all these newer comics and stuff they think all it is is you just go on stage and you just hang out and smoke weed and get drink after the show so i said but there's all this little minutia stuff if you want if you want to take advantage of everything you can like to get exposure also too like I, if you go on there and watch my youtube short thing some of those jokes are horrible but i put into the description some of these are new jokes jokes in process so people can see the process right. of, of how it works and stuff but guess what I'm almost at 170,000 views, right. right? And people are looking at it, so they're you know it's it's getting more exposure. And the fact that every Sunday I'll sit down and write five or six or seven new jokes about something that I'm not even thinking about writing jokes about exercises that muscle. It helps yeah. me. It helps me learn to write jokes about things, which that's like more like improv, right? Because you're funny on the fly. Right. You know, and that'll help you doing crowd work. You know, if something happens in a room, I can, you know, I, I can come up with something like the submarine thing or, you know, hopefully you come up with a decent joke. It's got to be a good one. See, that's yeah. the thing. Now, if, if you're going to, if anybody is going to use the submarine stuff in a professional act, it better be really good because there are so many hacks, you know, just it, piling. It, the same thing happened when COVID first started. Yeah. Everybody was doing COVID jokes, and and most of them weren't funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jim Norton, go back to the short thing for a second. Jim Norton is really uh, some of his most uh, popular uh, shorts and, and reels and stuff 
are him bombing, and he does that intentionally. Like, yeah. he, and I love that. I mean, I really and uh, that's I can see why they're more popular because I it's it's there's something funny about watching a comedian work through. Well, something yeah, that doesn't work. One, I I mean, I I put one on about I don't know two or three weeks ago, and the, I the way you lure them in is with the title just to get them on there, and yeah. I but I just put on there. Uh, ped pedophile joke gone wrong, right? <laughs> it, it, and it did. I I was telling a joke, and it was another. Con she was, it was the first time she was going to do comedy, but I was doing a joke, and she starts laughing during the setup, like real laugh, and screwed the whole freaking. So I like got on. I'm like, you know, I, I said I appreciate you being here and all that stuff. I said, I know it's your first night, but could you at least wait until I do the punchline before you start laughing or whatever? Right. Everybody started laughing. It screwed the whole joke up. But it got a lot of views. You know, people right. saw that. Yeah. Or but I had one, man. Uh, like, I wrote these jokes about two weeks ago. And what I'll do is I'll go on the uh, news. I'll see what's trending. And I'll just try to write, like, some topical stuff, you know. And usually you can look at the headlines and almost figure out it can be a joke. And I came up with this one. It, was, it wasn't racist, but it played on a stereotype. And it was a uh, – it's on there. It was a – 12-year-old Asian kid, 12-year-old Asian-American kid became the youngest student to earn an associate's degree at a community college in California, right? Did you see that one on my yeah. shorts? Yeah. That's the, it blew up. It's got over 20,000 views, and it didn't stop for a week. It was right. still it went forward. And that was just this thing I looked on there. I was like, because you always hear people making fun of community college, right? And I was like, why is an Asian-American kid going to community college? And I just wrote that joke, and it got a laugh at the open mic. But when I posted it, it got – I think it might have got like 2,000 views, which was okay. But then the next day, I just happened to look on there, and it was going up, and it was like 5,000. It just kept going up for a whole week. So you never know. Just practice, you know, just the practice of writing the joke, uh, it might turn into – like I could use that joke. I, I don't know if I would, but I can right. actually I've come up with a handful of jokes I can use just by going through the process of writing those jokes for the shorts. You know, I don't do a lot of topical stuff because it doesn't last long, but it helps you write jokes. Do you and think your name helps you or hurts you? Because there's Robert Taylor, there's Robert Desmond Taylor, two huge uh, names from the past. Oh, yeah, I thought I was yeah, I was named after the movie star. Right. Uh, but but if you go on YouTube and I, I like because uh, I know this because there are tools on you that I have on YouTube, vidIQ and this kind of stuff. And if I put in Robert Taylor and then look associated keywords with it, I'll get all stuff about yeah. Robert Desmond Taylor and Robert Taylor. Father knows best Robert Taylor. Well, that, that's why I just specifically uh, all my stuff says Robert Taylor comedy. Right. So and I, that's why it's on the shirt and people ask me what I just say Robert Taylor comedy. Right. If you type that in, it comes up. Yeah, there's. Uh, that's a common name. Yeah. Yeah. But and, I don't think it hurts me. You know, are you familiar with Robert Desmond Taylor? No. He was murdered. He was one of the big uh, in in the early days of uh, film in Hollywood. He was in, still in the in the uh, you know silent film era. Uh, Mary Pickford, I believe, one of those big stars that uh, women stars in the early days of silent film, the glamour girls. Uh, was suspected of killing him. She was like 14, and he was like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he was trying to have sex with her or something, and she ended up killing him or something like that. But so I, one of the, 
great hit mysteries of Hollywood. So I take it he's not doing stand up now. No, he, he's I doing lay down. He's doing lay down. So <laughs> I'll have to worry about him now. No, but not. But you know, there's other comics that have the same name as yeah. some other, somebody else. It doesn't matter, man. If you're funny, people once you you know, want they realize who you are, and then they get past that. I, I'm not changing my damn name, or I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Gonna be, I'm not gonna be Robert the comedian. No, but if uh, if there was a young guy coming up and his name was Doug Stanhope, people would feel yeah. like, uh, and, and they bought tickets to go see Doug Stanhope, and then they see this. <laughs> but, hey, <laughs> I could change my name to uh, Matt Is Rife. Um, <laughs> I got an email the other day. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming to where I live. Now, he sold out for the next two years. Yeah, he's coming to where they just posted. He's coming to where I live. It'll probably sell. I'm not going, but because I, it's I already think sold out. He sold out for the oh, next two years. Every oh, okay. show, every show for the next two years, he sold out. So I guess, I guess he's laughing now, huh? Holy crap! I mean that that would. I don't know if I've ever heard of that. I mean, I know like Sebastian Maniscalco sold out uh, Madison Square Garden five nights in a row, which is an amazing. Yeah, I've was, heard of yeah. all those kind of crazy stuff but two years in advance nobody yeah even dave chappelle he's like i just saw dave chappelle's getting ready to start another tour but that he won't sell out the whole two years it couldn't sell out two years because in advance. the tickets are so expensive uh when, when when chappelle played uh up here in connecticut across the, the sound for me it was 450 dollars yeah fuck that <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't pay 450 dollars if you let me kill Dave Chappelle, I'll have fucking uh, You attack him with a gun knife or knife gun, whatever the hell yeah, that was. I guarantee uh, you, I'd be I guarantee you I'd be better than that guy that attacked him. He looked like <laughs> some handicapped guy was trying to uh, attack him or whatever like that. I yeah. not like Dave Chappelle, but I'm not I'm not paying I'm not paying that much. I don't care if Jesus was doing a show. I, I'm not paying four hundred and fifty dollars. Right. That's ridiculous, man. It's you know why? You know why it's ridiculous? Because after he finishes doing that, you're gonna be able to see him do that exact same show on Netflix. Yeah, the exact yeah. same show. Right, and uh, just to c come back to the Jesus thing, I think J uh, Jesus, uh, <laughs> I think he had that band with him that was really good that followed him, so it might might have been worth for. Actually, the the Rolling Stones opened up for him. Yeah, <laughs> sympathy for. No, I, no, I got a whole joke about the classic rock about. How the Rolling Stones been around so long? They opened up for Jesus in the New Testament. <laughs> you know, the Sermon on the Mount, the opening, yeah. the opening band in the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, they probably uh, were. Yeah, uh, one of the guys you told you put in touch with me got in touch with uh, me, Ben. Ben uh, Frank, man, he won. He after I got in touch with you, he made it to the finals last week. Oh, maybe that's why I haven't heard from him because he said he was going to pick a date and he would get back to me. Yeah, I, I messaged him. I messaged him like a day or two ago, and he said he had make he had contacted you. He's yeah, he's he's going to get back to you. Is he? Uh, do you know where he's from? Um, I I want to say Brooklyn. Oh, really? Yeah, he's in New York. Yeah, oh, I want to cool. say he's in Brooklyn. I like him already. Then. Yeah, um, he, he was cool. He's a young guy. He's he's a nice guy. He's Jewish. He does a lot of Jewish jokes and stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, my he, brother, he my already brother got a Boston that, spot. He already got his Boston spot from last week. My brother says mo most of my friends are, are Jewish now. Uh, I said, well, I, I talk to a lot of comedians. What do you expect? I mean, the, yeah. basically the cottage industry of the Jewish uh, culture. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Now, cause I asked where he's from because I'm on this thing lately. I because uh, Jeremy Peterson, Doc Peterson, was on the other day. Yeah. He's from Nebraska, and I'm like, who are the famous? And he, he brought up uh, Larry the Cable Guy, which I didn't know was from Nebraska. Do you know who's the biggest comic that ever came out of South Carolina? The biggest name? He came out of my hometown. Who? Aziz, Aziz Ansari. His dad was my mom's uh, gastroenterologist. Wow. Yeah. Wow, I didn't. He's from and, South and Carolina. And this is a town. This is a town of ten thousand people. Wow! And you, I'll tell you something that's even funnier. Back there in the late sixties, before right when they were getting ready to segregate the schools, all the rich farmers got together and created a private school, so the kids wouldn't have to go to school with black black kids. Right? All right. Fast forward to like the nineties or late eighties, whatever. When you know. They couldn't afford to stay in business because all the kids wanted to go to public school with their friends and stuff. So Aziz's family moved there. And the joke I make about Aziz, Aziz went to that school, that private school. And the joke I make is when I was growing up, Aziz wouldn't have been able to get in that school. Right. Wow. But yeah. But he's uh, his dad, Dr. Uh, Ansari, was my mom's. I used to take her to his office. Dr. Ansari, uh, he was a gastroenterologist. Uh, <laughs> have you ever met him? No, he's he's younger than me. He's the same age as my first cousin's son. He went to school with him at that school. He graduated. He knows him. Um, he doesn't go back there. And if it, when he's interviewed every now and then, he'll say he's from Bennettsville, South Carolina. He was born in Columbia, but he grew up. He was raised in Bennettsville. Uh, no, I never met him. No. Now, I, I, I'm not saying you should do this. I'm just saying I would do this. I would write him a letter and say, "Listen, I'm from." you know, same town as you. Uh, and I'm, I've been working at comedy for so long. Uh, any chance I can get like an opening spot for you or <laughs> I, that's, I would I'll do, probably that. do it. Oh, he probably freaking like Robert who, you know, he's like, uh, I, 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 now that you say that I might, I might try to contact him. Yeah. If and, you know. uh, all right. If you're going to do that, I would say, I also mention that I butter the fuck out of their ass. When I, when I, when I ask <laughs> people to be on the show, if, you know, with, any of the celebrities I've had on, I tell them that, you know, and I'm not being insincere about this because obviously I want to be on the show, yeah. but I kissed their ass royally. He, he's actually, but he actually, even before he was all, he was actually one of my favorite comics. I like, I like his stuff, but there you, you know, go. that's all you need to say. You know, after, <laughs> uh, after they had that little thing, you know, he got in trouble or whatever. Yeah. What did he get in trouble for? For just saying he, what? he, uh, what did it, he went on a date. He went on a date with a girl. I forgot what it was. It wasn't, it wasn't even me too. He didn't touch her or nothing. No, no, no. It was. I can't remember. No, it was. It was some. I don't. He didn't really get in trouble, but it was right when Me Too started. So they were just looking for people. Right, and they were tying him in with. That yeah, whole they they, they tried movement. to, and uh, so it kind of Netflix. I don't know if Netflix did any. Remember, because that show, he won an Emmy award for that show. His, his show on uh, Netflix. Right. And he ended up, I don't know, he ended up, he was living over in Europe, man. He's got a girlfriend in England or something. So I don't even know if he still lives in the U.S. Wow. He came back. He came back and he was in New York and he did, it wasn't a special. He did like this 20 minute thing where he was just sitting on stage at a comedy cellar and then YouTube, uh, Netflix turned it into like a, it's on there still. It's not a special, but they put it on there. It was all right. I mean, he was kind of working on working on stuff, sitting up on stage working on stuff for like 20 or 30 minutes. 
Wow. So I don't even know if he's still living in the U.S. Yeah, well, that would make that would make things uh, uh, a little challenging. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I the crowds are are very different, you know, in the U.K. than they are here, and the, the sense of sense of humor is you can go hard over there. Yeah, you yeah. can go hard, and that was yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So you know that that's basically all we had today. I, I'm I'm disappointed that you didn't make the next round. I was kind of <laughs> Because last week you made the next round and uh, and you couldn't do it, and now yeah. now that you can do it, you, well, you the, the guy who won last night can't do it tonight. He had to go back to Atlanta. Wow, yeah. that's really got to be disappointing when you come come up in the top spot and you can't do the next night. Yeah. So, well, I talked to him a little bit about it. He, he's doing it for the same reason. He just wants to get out to Vegas and he's doing the network and get the feedback and stuff like that. I got to put that I I'm going to look on the website and I'm going to put that Vegas thing on my calendar just in case it, it happens and then I, I will not have anything else to do hey, no If you look, hey, once you log on to that site too on the World Series of Comedy on right when you log on that front page it'll have there's like five but it'll have Joe and Jason on right on there right. where you can click you can click on and see their bios and Yeah, I, I will there. contact them and ask them if they're interested in being on the show and tell I'm them I'm sure they would be. I'm sure yeah, they would be. That would be very cool. Um, what I'm looking at some of these uh, comments here. I don't know what. Oh, uh, he's uh, Ian saying about the Dave Chappelle thing, 450. What the fuck? Well, this is not a, a comedy club. Just to be fair, it's a uh, it's Foxwood Casino. Yeah, but but he does big theaters and charges that much. Right, and and Foxwood Casino is a It's a the amphitheater within there, but like Stanhope was getting, I think. Sixty dollars. Yeah, and Nikki, you know what? Nikki Glazer was getting forty dollars. But I was gonna say though, that's one thing about Stanhope and David Tell. They purposely try to keep their ticket prices down. Right. They they'll tell you that they they do because they want people to come to the show. They know people can't afford a hundred dollars a seat and stuff like that. Do you know JP Leonard? You you you. I, I messaged him. I messaged him. I never heard back from him. Yeah. I'm gonna have. He's gonna be on the show probably in a week or two. He's been on the show before. Well, tell him that you know the second best comedian from Bennisville, South Carolina, in case he's interested. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe you're the best. You're just not the. <laughs> you're the second most famous. Uh, these won't go head to head with me in a in a roast battle, probably. But but JP uh, has he he books. People I know like he does. I, I'm on, I'm on his. Uh, I'm friends with him on Facebook. I, like every day, he's posting on there that. All these big comics are. He's, I yeah, want to know his man. secret because I again I'm going to be working with this club out here. I want to be able to book David Tell and you know those kind of names yeah. for, for the club out here. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, you're right. He uh, he's 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 what we were talking about before. He's got like uh, five or six of these different venues where he does the shows once once a month or whatever like that. Like Martin Norman was out there two weeks ago for a weekend. Yeah, uh, he gets big names. Yeah, he definitely does, man. So, I'm wondering uh, how. I, I, and I think I have asked him before how, and he was a little playing his cards a little close. To he's got to be paying them because they're not. I don't care who they are; they, they want money. Yeah, and this is what I'm curious about. Now, I I don't I don't want to. Maybe I do want to guess, but what do you? Think? <laughs> well, I, I mean, how much do you think? Like, if I were to contact some big star let's say mark norman just pull that out and i said uh, i got an i want him to do a night in the, in the club how much you think i'd have to be prepared 
to be paying for that? Ten grand? Well, you can go on. You can actually go on this thing, and it shows. You can Google, and it show it'll come up and show you what he charges for stuff. But actually, because you're trying to, what you're trying to do is get it going for comics and stuff. And he's in New York and stuff like that. He probably work with you. He yeah. probably work with you. And it depends on what it, what it, if you were just trying to get him to do a we show. But if you were doing it for some thing that you were trying to do, or it just depends. I think you'd have a good chance to get him. Because right. he 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 likes to play everywhere, man. Yeah, I know he 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 seems to truly. Uh, and probably love- Dave Attell too, because Dave Attell loves playing clubs. And here's the thing about Dave Attell, like they keep offering. If you watch the Bert Bert Kreischer is going to Australia, and he actually told Dave Attell, he said, "What well, come to Australia with me? I'll fly you. You can come." And he can't go because his mom has dementia, and he don't he won't fly anywhere. He he won't do a show where he can't get back in a wow. day. And so he likes doing shows around New York, but it's limited. The number, how many shows he can do in New around New York, he can drive through. So I'm sure. Yeah, and and I mean, he, when I saw him at the comedy uh, zone in Charlotte, it was like thirty five dollars, and yeah, I was he, I was two tables from the stage. His very first show was Governors, and he likes to go back to Governors a lot. So Governors definitely. Uh, I mean, not a lot. Once a year or so, he, he will be back at Governor's, and that's, a, you know. But if it's that new club you're talking about, you know, they, they like to be in on stuff like that because well, because they, they know if they help them out when they're first opening the club, then later on they'll remember them, and they'll, you know, they'll they'll look to book them and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, to, uh, it's, it's kind of funny. I will mention this to him if I ever get in contact with him. At the show Insomnia, he actually stopped at the bar right across the street uh, when he was doing Insomnia. He was doing the traveling on the Long Island Railroad and doing all these pub stops. Uh, he stopped at the bar right across the street from the club, <laughs> if that makes any difference, and did some uh, – there was a classic episode of Insomnia that he did from out in Southampton, and that – that's where it is. So. He just likes doing comedy, man. I know. That's what I was going to say. He seemed, him and Norman both seem to be really in it for stand-up comedy as opposed to the guys who get in it to be television stars or movie stars or whatever. They're, they're content with just doing what they do and doing great great at it. So, yeah. Well, that, that's all we have today. I'm going to call it a, a day here. Uh, thank you for being on. Are you, are you staying in Dallas for the rest of the show or are you going home? Uh, I'm going on tomorrow. We'll, we're thinking of going to the show tonight. Watch the show tonight. All right. Well, enjoy. And, uh, but and I'll talk base with those guys and tell them to be on the lookout for a message from you. Yeah, uh, that would be cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna get in touch with them today because I'm cutting this short. I actually can't I have no excuse to not do the work that I need to do. To... <laughs> yeah, that's all right. All right. Thanks for. for all right. Talk to you later, man. All right. Bye. Yeah, bye bye. The keys are hanging up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My wife is saying goodbye. Uh so say goodbye to my wife, folks. Bye. Um all right, that's the party begin. What? I'm kidding. I'm going to sign off now. Uh, what the hell else did I want to talk about? Before? Uh, there was something else I wanted to mention, and I forgot what the hell it is uh, today. I guess I'll, I'll remember it as soon as I say uh, goodbye. I don't have a, a guest plan for tomorrow, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. 
uh, didn't have a, a real, you know, Robert is a, a, a <clears throat> steady contributor. But other than him, I didn't have one planned for today, which uh, was why I was thinking of taking off for today. But I thought he's worth he's worth the time. And I'm sure uh, there were some moments in that conversation that you can take some wisdom from. Wish him well. I wish he would have won last night or advanced last night. Uh, and we'll check back with him next week. But, um, you know, that's uh, that's the best I could do on short notice for a guy who's still half asleep. I'm going to have some more coffee. And then I got work to do with booking all these. Um, oh, this is what I want to talk to you about. Before I say goodbye here, I'll talk a little bit about last night's show. Uh, Edward Winterhalder, who is a former bandito, was my guest on the show. We're talking outlaw biker culture. And good, good conversation talking, but he was a little bit vague and not wanting, not wanting to give me any dirt. <clears throat> and I'm not, you know, I'm not criticizing. I, I'm grateful he did did the show and all that stuff. But there were some things he sent me a list of things that I shouldn't bring up and shouldn't talk about. Not a list, a couple of things. But you do that to somebody. And all it does say in the back of my mind, that's what I want to talk about now. Uh, and I'm not going to say what they are because they, I'm, I'm grateful to him for being on the show and I don't want to divulge. Uh, but you give somebody, don't talk about my glasses. Don't talk about my mustache. All you're going to think about is my glasses and my mustache. Um, and so <laughs> he gave me a couple of things. Now, I'm really curious about it. I got to do my research on the things that he told me I couldn't talk about. But I'm really curious about some of the wars uh, within the biker culture, within the uh, different groups, Hells Angels, Pagans, Banditos. There was something, uh, a big thing that the Banditos were involved in. I don't even, you know what? Growing up here, I think the Banditos is mostly a Southwestern uh, club. And growing up here, we never even heard of banditos. Hell's Angels and Pagans were the were the uh, two big groups in my area. We never heard of, or unless you were it deep into motorcycle biker culture, you never heard of them. Uh, I heard of them because of his book and because um, when Jeff Twitch Burns was on, who was a former FBI agent, who was also. Uh, deep into the Hells Angels. He was the Hells Angel, and but I'm not sure if he was an officer or what, but he's also a counterintelligence uh, agent and uh, military expert and all this kind of stuff and was embedded in the Hells Angels and eventually became more loyal to the Angels. I want to say more loyal to the Angels. More trusting of his fellow bikers in the Angels than his FBI counterparts and really uh had it in for the dea and the dea was drug enforcement agency was the big nemesis of a lot of uh the biker clubs i gotta keep remembering to say clubs because if i say what i want to say i'm being rude and disrespectful and before you know it i'll have a, a line of bikes out in front of my house ready to kill me <laughs> uh anyway interesting program i hope you check it out and um just, uh, I wish I could have gotten to the to, to the meat of stuff. Now, Edward's books, he's written 42 books on um, biker culture. 
and some of them have been, he's a film producer and and basically does a lot of documentary work, nonfiction work. He wants to be really accurate to the life. And this goes back to what I was saying the other day. Truth, truth can be stranger than fiction. We know that. But fiction is always more entertaining. Uh, and so it's difficult to stay really true to the experience of being in the life in a, in a biker club and portray that in a way that is going to be compelling for an audience to watch it on TV. It's why shows like Sons of Anarchy, which are not loyal to, and they do take it's quite, a, quite a fictional fictionalized version of the life, not accurate. But you ha- I think you have. there has to be a compromise. And this is part of art. And that's what I was talking about with Rogan the other day. Uh, and, you know, his lying is, is, you know, pathological lying about my friend. I have a friend who, every time he has a case he wants to make about a conspiracy theory, it always starts out with, I have a friend who. Um, and it sounds like I'm bashing Rogan again, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying this is part of the artist's mindset. There has to be some creative license in entertainment to tell lies, to to be exaggerated, embellished, sometimes even completely uh, fabricated stuff. Uh, the problem is when it spills over into real life and you're telling those lies as a, as to, in a real-life situation and you forget that you're not on stage and you're telling deceptions, lies. Uh, but so for the biker stuff and, and in terms of making movies about just like with organized crime, and maybe this will be a, a subject that I will talk about more tomorrow is, you know, you want to keep as much of the real, uh, experience in there as possible, but in order to make it entertaining and more that anybody's going to watch it ever. Uh, you have to be able to um, embellish, expand, sometimes outright lie. Anyway, that's what I just wanted. I wanted to make sure I touched on that before because it's still fresh in my mind from last night. It was uh, an interesting uh, program for me, and I hope you will check it out. That's the show for today. I'm going to sign off and go do some work. Maybe you should do some work, too. It's only Thursday. It's not Friday yet. Has the sun come out here yet? No. And it's still 60 degrees. I am going to be uh, pulling hard for the sun to come out and warm up a little bit for my friends who have gigs on the beach tonight who are uh, dreading a rain out. And uh, then I got some work to do. So you have a great day. I'll try to have a better day. I woke up in a bad mood. But you see, I told my brother this last week, I start every morning by generally talking, generally talking to comedians. And I start off every morning miserable and angry and in a bad mood. But after talking to a comedian for 40 minutes or so, the mood picks up. That's the best part of doing this show for me is after the show, I'm in a better mood than I was before the show. So that's where I am now. I'm in a better mood. I'm Go watch the beginning of this tape uh, or this uh, tape, this clip, this episode. And you see what a ornery, mean asshole I was at the beginning. Now I'm just a happy asshole. See? It works. Have a great day. Turn on your radio. Bye.
I played the wrong thing, didn't I? I clicked the wrong button. Turn on your radio. Bye for now.
listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.